And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success Morning Coffee. Yesterday was a rough one, so I didn't go. I apologize for not being here for you. Um, we've been having my wife. My wife had a procedure on Tuesday, so um, she's doing great. Not not a big deal. She's doing great. But the son, what's up, Nikki? Um, the son of mine has decided that he's going to have a hard time sleeping at night, and um, she can't get up with him because she can't pick him up and rock him and whatever, but I don't even think that would make a difference because he always calls for me. Um, I don't know what it is. I mean, it is what it is. It's my son. He, he wants me. Um, but then he doesn't want to go back to sleep. So uh, I feel like I, I feel like he was just born again. I mean, like he's two now. He's almost two. He'll be two in, in January. And I remember when he was born, you know, being – I don't recommend having kids at an older age. I'm not that old, but like I was 40 when I, when he was born, and um, or 41 when he was born. And my daughter, you know, we were 32 when she was born, which was still late because a lot of people have kids right off the bat. Um, but you don't realize like a, how big of a difference eight years make when uh, when you're having kids because you you tend to get into this pathway, like for me, like I'm really dedicated to the way that I sleep and things like that. And I really maximize my time. It feels like, so my day starts at four 15 and it doesn't end until like eight o'clock at night, but I get in bed at like eight or nine. And then I wake up at four 15 again. So like I, people do it the opposite way. Sometimes they burn the midnight oil, they stay up late and they sleep until like six or seven. Um, but I don't, I, I do it the opposite way. So if I don't get eight hours, I'm pretty hosed. And if it's not good sleep, it's better than no sleep. But, um, not yesterday, but the day before, or actually yesterday night, not, not last night, but the night before this happened and it really just <laughs> beat me up. He woke up screaming at one o'clock and we thought maybe, well, he had a bad dream or something, but then he wanted a bottle, but he didn't want a bottle. And he basically just wanted someone to sleep with him. Well, we've never done that. Like he's always been in his own room. And recently we took the side off of his crib and he um, decided that he was going to, you know, he was okay with that, but we don't know if that's the difference. It's like, I'm thinking about going and going and put the, put the side back on to see if that's what the case, because he can get out of his bed now. Um, but we needed that because his, his mom can't pick him up. So if I'm not home and she can't pick him up, he needs to be able to get into his bed on his own. So that's why we did it. And he probably should have done that a while ago. He's, you know, when we started him at daycare, they asked if he still slept in a crib and, um, we're like, yeah, he does. And they're, they put the, he's not two yet, but he's in the two year old room and they put him on cots to sleep and he's done. Okay. So I don't know why he's not for his nap time, but he's not doing okay at home. So last night I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to sleep. And I go and lay in bed early because I was just beat. I mean, I I don't know. I haven't been that tired as I was yesterday. Like I could feel my eyes like dragging and I had, <laughs> I had 
couple cups of coffee. I had a Red Bull. I had um, an energy shot, that uh, Magic Mind green shot, trying to wake up. And I just, I couldn't, like, it just, it was, I was so tired. It was like there was nothing that was going to give me, that was going to wake me up. So, like, I get home at night eat dinner and I'm just kind of like sitting in my chair, passing out here and there, just so tired. And I told my wife, well, I'm going to go to bed. And she goes, well, can you put him to bed first before you go to bed? So I did. I, I went in the room. I rocked him. He seemed like he was tired, laid him in his crib. About 30 minutes later, he's screaming. And um, so I go in there and I'm like, you know what? I go, what are we supposed to do? She goes, I go, am I supposed to sleep with him every single night now or what? And she just kind of looked at me. She's like, I don't know. And I said, just bring me a blanket. So I, I, I had decided that last night I'm going to go sleep. Um, I'm, I'm going to sleep on the floor and I'm just going to sleep on the floor. That's what it is. So I slept on the floor and then, you know, kind of woke up sporadically because he's, he's funny because he wants to make sure that I'm still there. So I know it's, I know it's more just him wanting someone in the room. And, uh, it, uh, so I think I'm going to have to, a couple things happen like with kids we took his favorite stuffed animal to daycare with him and we'd leave it there. So I think we're going to have to get him another one of the exact same ones and say, Hey, like this is your whatever. So he knows that he has something comforting him there, but it's just, it, it's crazy. So anyway, I slept on the floor again last night, but I told myself I was going to do the whole night, but periodically woke up and I had my phone next to me and was playing some music so that he would kind of be quiet and hopefully help him sleep. And, uh, it, uh, you get a text message about three o'clock in the morning. Like, are you going to get up? I'm like, no, I've, I've dedicated the night that I'm sleeping here. This is it. I'm not getting in bed. Um, so woke up at four, a little bit better rested today than it was yesterday. So yesterday when I woke up, it was like, I, I think I texted my friends, like, Nikki's on here all the time. And I told her, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not getting up. I'm going to try and sleep. So I ended up like at four, I made my coffee, but then I couldn't finish it. And I just kind of had some light sleep on the, on the chair for a couple hours and started my day, but fun stuff, fun stuff with the little kids. I'm sure everyone's been through it. It's nothing new, but I will tell you that when you get older, it, uh, it's a little less restful. Um, if you guys are joining on TikTok, we are live on YouTube. You can head over to Shaping Success with Wes Tankersley. This is Morning Coffee. Um, trying to do this every day, but uh, it's been kind of sporadic this week. Uh, yesterday, we were just talking about it, um, sleep situation, and then uh, the day before, my wife had a procedure really early in the morning, so wasn't able to do it. So this is day two. What have we? Did we do? I don't know. Anyway. Two or three this week. We'll try to get back to it every day next week is what's going to happen. I want to talk to you today about motivation because I think that a lot of times we are motivated for the wrong reasons. Um, and there is two different types of motivation, okay? Two different types of motivation. There is, what's up, Siri? Thanks you for hanging out over there. If you guys, again, over on TikTok, come hang out on YouTube if you want to get into the conversation. We've got a little chat box over here. Um, live here, just trying to push people over there because it will not allow me to stream to different platforms from the program that I use or TikTok doesn't allow that. Um, there's two different types of motivation, okay? 
Um, I'm going to talk to you about the first one, which I think a lot of us, a lot of us use um, when we think about motivation, and that is extrinsic motivation. Okay, extrinsic motivation is something that we use a lot. Um, I was a teacher, right? So a lot of times you try to extrinsically motivate people to do things. Okay. And if you think about it as a, as a PE teacher, which is what I was like, I always tried to not extrinsically motivate the kids because what that is, is your good behavior would get you out of doing something. And we always associated something. So here's, let's hear, let's find, here's the, here's the definition of extrinsic motivation. Okay. Extrinsic motivation is divided as a motivation to participate in an activity based on meeting an external goal, garnering praise and approval, winning and complete, winning a competition or receiving an award or payment. Okay. So this is like the trophy, <coughs> excuse me, the trophy thing, right? Like a lot of times we hear about this trophy mentality. Uh, I think it was, I'm Gen X. So I think it was brought up after that. Like the millennial thing was like, everyone gets a trophy, right? And so that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to extrinsically motivate a kid to do better, to get something, to get a trophy, right? So what happens is like in PE, what teachers would used to do is like they would extrinsically motivate people by saying, if you do this good, then you won't have to run, right? Like that's how we did it in coaching too. It's like, oh, you didn't do what I want. Now you're going to run. So their motivation is, is that they don't like to run or you assume that they don't like to run. So you make them do something they don't like if they don't do what you ask them to do. So that's the type of motivation, right? Which over time, what happens is like if you're playing sports or something and you're you're playing basketball and you love to shoot three-pointers, but if you shoot too many three-pointers, you're going to have to run, right? So if you're going to have to run every time you shoot a three-pointer, you're going to associate running as a bad thing and shooting a three-pointer is a good thing, and then you could hate running, right? Well, running's a good exercise, and, and over time that could just ruin someone's love for running because they've decided that shooting three-pointers is not as good as running. Okay, so that's extrinsic motivation. It could go, it could be the same thing with like kids in, okay, my son last night went potty on the kid potty for the first time. My wife gives him a jelly bean when he does it. Okay. So he associates going pee with getting a jelly bean, like sitting on the toilet with getting a jelly bean. That's, that's how extrinsic motivation works, right? So that's kind of the thing, like when you reward your kids with food or candy or, or something that, you know, then they start to associate doing good things with getting candy and, you know, it, it can roll into a whole different thing, right? It can turn into, it could, it could turn into like childhood obesity, right? Like in a big grand scheme of things, you continue, it's like, okay, I'll go to the bathroom, I get candy. And then like to just get the love for candy and not really understand that that's what's getting them to do it. And it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's something that over time can really cause it. So it could cause a problem over time, right? So he needs to learn to go to the bathroom in the potty. The candy motivates him to do it. Hopefully you only do that for a while. And then he learns that, Hey, I just do this anyway. Okay. It's not bad. Extrinsic motivation is not bad. It's just not the best type of motivation, right? The other type of motivation is intrinsic motivation, right? And this is what intrinsic motivation is what you want, right? This is what we learn as we get older. 
So I, I was talking to you about like PE and things like that. And I associated running as a negative thing. I interviewed Robert Watson on here, um, friend of mine. And we talked about him. He runs every single day and he's done it for over, he's getting close to 3000 days in a row. Okay. And he does it because I asked him why, why do you run every single day? Cause like, I hate running, but I think that I hate, there's more to running than that. I don't like the reason I don't like running is that I feel like it's monotonous. It's like the same thing over and over and over. And I need a little bit of something in between running to keep me wanting to run. So like doing a circuit is more, more enjoyable to me than doing just like straight up running nonstop. Running has a purpose, but the, the purpose of running does not intrinsically motivate me, right? <laughs> so if we're talking about intrinsic motivation, um, intrinsic motivation is a term used to describe an incentive we feel to complete a task simply because we find it interesting or enjoyable. Okay, so it happens from within. You don't need anything outside to motivate you. You just need yourself. Like the the reward is doing it is a satisfaction that you get without having something else doing it. So like you don't have an outside something. Like you don't have that piece of candy or you don't have a, the, hey, I get to do this if I do that type of situation, right? You, you do it because you love it and you want to. And I think about sports, like in my from my point of view, like sports, it's like, I loved being able to play the game, but I didn't like doing all the side stuff. But the problem was, was I knew that the intrinsic motivation was if I practiced harder, I'd be better at the game, right? So that's, that's the difference between the two. And so what you have to do is you have to find something that you're extrinsic, intrinsically motivated to do, and you'll be more successful than extrinsic. Sometimes, though, like taking, giving the jelly bean to my son to get him to do what we want is helpful. It's just when it becomes that your reward is this for that every single time, then it can become unhealthy. So those are the types of motivation that there are. And I think that if you find that in your life, um, if you can find that extrinsic or intrinsic motivation, you're going to be able to find something that you will do no matter what. And I try to teach kids that like you think about sports and and this is the reason why I became a PE teacher and why I taught the way that I taught was because activity is good, right? And and why I enjoy teaching older kids is because the younger kids they want to play the game and and um and it's good for them to to game, right? To play the game, to like play basketball, to play soccer, because they're learning all these motor skills, these gross motor skills that they need to learn. And they're motivated that way. And um, in order to, to continue to do the things that they need to do, you have to reward them with, okay, well, make 10 baskets, you'll get like, a, I remember we used to get these things called gold strips or green strips when we were in elementary school. First person to make 10 baskets, it's a green strip. So like you're shooting and shooting and shooting, even if you're missing a thousand times until you get 10 before anyone else, because you'd get a green slip, which went in a bag and then you could win a prize, right? So it's good. Like it, it gets you to go there. But then as you get older, like the little prize isn't what's going to motivate you to do that as much. And so you have to learn that in life, like those little games are not going to, 
a lot of people want to play sports like I wanted to play sports forever. And you can't, you can't. I mean, like we talked about scholarships before. It's like, I thought oh, I'm going to play football forever. And point zero 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 zero. Vinny Van in the house. What is up, my friend? Vinny Van in the YouTube. Um, but over and over again, like I thought, hey, I'm going to be, I'm going to get a scholarship. I'm going to play football forever. I'm going to go to NFL. I'm going to do this and that. And like, you don't think of the big picture when you're younger. You think of the fact that this is what I want, but you don't know that like 0.009% of the population gets a scholarship to play football, right? So if 0.009% of the population gets that, like out of the school, out of 200, and I was the one person who got it, and then the, the chances come even lower for going to the NFL. And we don't think that way. So like exercise to me was important that I taught other people how to do that when I was teaching because when you're done, right? So I played three sports in high school when I was done, exercise stopped. It, it ceased to exist in my thought process because my exercise was the sports. I was doing that. Like I, I did work out a little bit, you know, but exercise was my, was my sports. So I, I lifted weights a little bit, but when it was done, when high school was over, when someone wasn't making me go to weight training class or making me go to PE class, or I wasn't playing a sport, exercise ceased to exist. And guess what happened? You know, I mean, you, you gain weight, you're unhealthy. I did anyway. It just doesn't happen for everyone, but that's, that's the typical situation is like, if you don't have that. So I wanted to teach kids to be intrinsically motivated to exercise, to know that later on in life, exercise won't be there. You're forced to do it here, but you're not forced to do it there. So those are the types of motivation that, uh, that you need to, you need to seek out and find. So in life, as you get older, you start to find those things, what motivates you to do that. And if it's an internal source, you're going to be more successful in reaching your goals. And if it's an external source, so you think about your job, like typically, like for, there's two different types of jobs, right? Like you hear people talk about, I want to do something that I love to, you know, I want to do, I don't care how much money I make. I want to love it. Well, if you, so there's the two different types of motivation in life, right? Love, like how much you love something is intrinsic, right? Like I do it because I love it. And then what most people do is they do it for the money. So the more money I make, which is an internal or an external thing, right? Like the harder I work, the more money I make. So your reward is the dollar, Okay. So there are this two, two different types of people. And I used to think that this is the hard part because I'm telling you that extrin, in, intrinsic motivation, internal motivation is better than anything. So you have to find a way to find that internal motivation to make the external thing. So for me, in my brain, it's all about doing the best I can no matter what, but the external motivator is there too. So trying to be a, a better salesman all day, every day is what I try to do. But also what, what drives me is the amount of money I make. And that's how I gauge how good of a salesman I am is by the amount of money I make. So there's, there's a fine line that you have to walk in order to make that happen. But you have to love what you do. You have to love the process in order to be successful. So that's it. That's what I got today. 
coffee's about gone. I want you guys to think about that. Think about in your life. Start walk, start writing it down or talk about it or think in your mind, what are your internal motivators and what are your external motivators? And when you figure that out, you can start using those things to motivate yourself to start pushing towards that goal. So figure that out. I hope you guys have a great day. Uh, I'm lost. It's Friday. We'll be back Monday. It is Friday. So we'll be back Monday. Same, same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> um, until next time, I challenge you to find the shape of your success. Thank you.